0: This is Dyes EX the podcast episode 82 for the week of June 17th, 2007. Welcome to Dyes EX The podcast. The podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dyes and We cover anything and everything everything dragon ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining hello to everyone hello to the co-hosts hello to myself hello to the listeners hello to the new listeners and hello to the old listeners hello mary let's introduce you first you're sitting here to my lesson proverbial right how you doing
1: howdy hi hi Howdy, hi, hi. Doing all right. Good? Yeah.
0: Good stuff. And I'm done with you. Let's move on to (laughs) Julian. Yo. How are you, good sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good right
2: now, but tomorrow I'm getting four wisdom teeth and a molar taken out.
1: Ah, nice. I'm not
2: going to be in a very talking mood.
1: Ooh, a molar too. Ooh.
2: Yeah, it's impacted.
1: Sheet. That's worse than I thought.
2: Well, five teeth, that's only one more than the usual amount, but still, it's not something I'm looking forward to. I'm told that once they put you out, you wake up in the car with no memory of uh, any business going on with, like, the sharp things or the digging into your bone or anything, but... uh.
1: All right. right. I woke up near the end of my procedure. I didn't feel any pain, but I heard buzzing and just the doctors talking while they operated on me.
0: Therefore... Dental procedures are alien abductions.
1: You're just jealous because you've never had a single one ever, what Mr. Abduction? No Cavities. No.
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just that Mike, you've had no you. cavities and you've had no braces, so you I am feel... Mr. Perfect Teeth. They are picture perfect.
0: Damn right, baby. And uh, so if that's the Mary over here and that's the Julian off yonder, that unfortunately leaves me being Mike... Vegito EX, it's not unfortunate, it's quite fortunate, because if I wasn't Vegito EX...
1: Who would be? Some other guy would be Vegito EX, and he'd be like, why the hell am I Vegito EX? This name doesn't make any sense.
0: (laughs) Congratulations, you were the funniest member of the team.
1: (sighs) No, that's just a rumor I started. Uh So,
0: this is episode 82 of the podcast. We continue to trek on towards the triple digits, (gasps) and that's the total awesomeness. Very exciting. Looking yep.
1: at this outline, uh, yeah. it looks like you have it set up that you expect us to hit the quadruple digits. Uh, maybe. <laughs> that looks a bit insane.
2: Are, are we still going to be alive at this point? I mean, let's Maybe see, it'll legally. be a daily
0: show at some point. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when I'm retired and have nothing to do with my life, with my gobs and gobs of money, <laughs> I will sit around and record... Lots of five-minute podcast episodes every day. Just to get to a 1,000. Exactly. When are you going to get
2: this money, Mike?
0: Uh, Work. Sure. And and valid, appropriate investments. Legal ones? Yeah, let's say that. I like drugs. No, I don't. (laughs) So uh, we have all sorts of great stuff. We got some, uh, as they say, stuff to go over. Then after that, we're going to hit you up with some news And then after we've beaten you down with the news, we're going to kick you a little bit with a great topic. And then when we're done with the topic, a little spit's going to head at you with uh, the releases for the rest of June. And after that, we'll uh, shovel you back under the ground there with a bit of emails. How's that sound to you?
1: It sounds, um, colorful.
0: Uh, I'm a colorful kind of guy. So let's go over some stuff. Mary, you actually have a quasi-Dragon Ball-related story from work, no less.
1: Or so I think. All right. I might be reading into it too much, but just going by the spelling alone, it's hard for me not to think this way. Well, I laughed when I got the text message. I figured you would. So, relay the story to me, please. Right, because technically you haven't heard the full story yet,
0: either. I'm going to drink water while you tell the story, so take it All right, it away.
1: but make sure you don't spit it out your nose, because it's so funny. <laughs> I think that's what he's planning on. It's a spit take. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so I work at an engineering company doing marketing, and I also do a little bit of HR work on the side. So uh, early in the day, I guess I got a phone call that I wasn't at my desk to answer. So I check my voicemail, and it's a guy who's clearly on a cell phone. I can barely understand a word that he's saying, um, except that he's asking if we do a particular type of engineering for uh, a certain kind of property because you saw our company phone number on our company truck. So since I couldn't make out the guy's name or the company, I decided to just do a Google search on the guy's phone number because that's all that was audible. So I plug it into Google. The first two sites are one of those, how do you say, like pre-made websites They're kind of like a template that come with, like, maybe, like, a a Verizon account or a Comcast account. Gotcha. (laughs) Build build your own site. Exactly. $5 template kind of thing. What the hell is this? Okay. It was clearly the right phone number, and it was definitely in the construction engineering kind of field, so I'm like, okay, well, this still feels, you know, kind of right, but it doesn't have a company name or a person's name. It just has a phone number, so I go through a few more hits for, um, you know, this phone number. It's clearly the right area in this state, and I finally come across an actual company name and the company Company name was goku link all one word goku link and the first thing that comes to my head is okay goku from dragon ball z and then link from the legend of zelda games and i'm thinking that's the most fanboy name for a company i've ever heard and i couldn't figure out if it was intentional or just you know this person happened to throw these two words together well well, link could very well come from you know like a hyperlink but why goku then why not
2: or it's the kind of buzzword that indicates a sort of vague connection to things like information technology and high technology in general
1: yeah because goku's the smartness
0: i meant link oh right
1: yeah. <laughs> i know this was bizarre because this guy had a really heavy accent over the phone so i couldn't picture him being like a dragon what ball kind fan. of accent indian okay um well they've seen dragon ball before yeah probably
0: and how old was this person i don't, I don't know would you guesstimate Forties. We're gonna say forties. All right. Well, uh, we have a very clear picture of a forty-year-old <laughs> Indian man with a heavy accent on a cell phone, running a company named Goku Link,
1: and he's a fan of Dragon Ball. Right. He's gonna to have to be on the show. Do you have his number? I oh, have dear. a phone number, but they don't officially have a website. I mean, they have like those. Them? No. <gasps> You sure? I'm sure. Oh, all right. Because I'm sure I can get traced back to, like, the company I work for. Ah, uh, sure enough. And that wouldn't be so good.
0: I would be amused, the listeners would be amused, and your peers and colleagues would probably not be amused.
1: Yeah, I probably have no job.
0: So, uh, that's your stuff, Mary.
1: It is. It's Fantastic. Kind of I mean, it's kind of sad when that's my most exciting stuff. Well, we do have some exciting news. Oh. Quasi-related
0: to the podcast, because it involves us and... Another person who's been on the podcast, namely last week, we've spoken in the past about a video, an anime music video, no less, that we made for Otakon. And the finalist list came out this week, and you can indeed see the video in the final Otakon contest this year. In about a month. Yes, five weeks. Cool stuff. And uh, that's all we have to say about Otakon at the moment. But I would like to get into Anime Next a little bit, which is also approximately
1: one month off. Ugh, I am so not ready. And yet... I am. I don't know. Got a lot of stuff to take care of, but a lot of stuff that is done. We need to know if you are coming to the convention. What you're going to do, you're
0: going to do one of two things. If you're a registered member of the Dies Chewy forums, and if you're not, you could register, we need you to pop over. We have a specific thread set up to let us know who is coming to the convention. And if you're not interested in the whole forum thing, and you're just really not sure if you want to join up, at the very least, at least send us an email to podcast at Let us know if you're going to be coming to the convention. So you can check that out at animenext.org. And of course, we have links to it uh, on site, show notes and that kind of stuff. We are definitely confirmed for doing a panel that is Dragon Ball related. It is tentatively scheduled for Saturday at the moment. Of course, the final date and location are subject to change. And uh, all I really want to say about it right now is that you're going to come to it. You're going to have a whole lot of fun and you have the potential to leave with new things in your possession. Of awesomeness nature. Yeah, that's what's going on. And there's going to be lots of cool people there. Mary, you're going to be there.
1: Oh, I know. And I'm cool people, so... You are cool peoples. All right, then. Uh, I, I believe Vegito EX is sort of the cool people. Yeah, I don't know. It I hear some from... things about that guy on the internet. I don't know. It sounds kind of sketchy. Yeah, there are various rumors out there.
0: And uh, we have this guy named Julian who may potentially be appearing at the convention as well that's true that is awesome you think well uh i also think and i think cool stuff and uh if you've been listening to the show there are other people you've heard mentioned from time to time that will also be attending so that is going to be awesome more details to come i think that wraps up the stuff so let's kick it on over to the news We got two bits of news for you this week. We got the Funimation news and we got the Ottery news. Ottery? Ottery. I have no idea what you just said. Atari. Oh! That was I'm just... A- <laughs> I'm going to change their name on. Let's do the Funimation thing first. Tanuki Kodibo, always on top of stuff, found a listing for DBZ Season 3 Remastered over on the right stuff. And it's got a date of September 18th. That's uh, pretty late. Yeah, people were speculating maybe there were some actual announcements of uh, an August release, but it looks like it's coming out in September now. Hmm. And uh, that's really all we have to say about that. Other than I'm really intrigued and interested and looking forward to how season three is going to sell in comparison to the first two. But
1: they don't release the numbers.
0: I know, so we'll never know. Right. We just have their their spin to go off of, like, unfortunately. It's like, it's the
1: best-selling anime DVD of the year, of No, course. they
0: could say whatever they wanted. Like,
1: it could be the best-selling anime DVD of the year at, like, you know a hundred copies and we would never know,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, that's that, and we shall speak no more of it. Let's move on to the Atari news. It sounds like you're saying Otters, otters you know,
2: <laughs> I always wondered did the original Atari name themselves that because they wanted to be a hit? Because Atari means hit, right?
0: I don't know, that's a good question. We should look that up. I'm sure Wikipedia knows the answer. Oh, uh, perhaps it actually gets it wrong. But let's talk about the company as it is now, which isn't really Atari, but we'll talk. About him anyways. a
1: sad state of affairs. In full well,
0: grain. Exactly.
1: We've spoken about
0: Atari in the past and uh, not quite fantastic financials going on in the last couple of years. And it looks like they're heading down the same road. The latest press release just out today on the 14th. Atari Inc. announces delay in filing 10K and postponement of earnings call. So for all of you out there that don't know the SEC terms, a 10K is your annual report as a public company. So they've delayed the the release of that and they've also postponed their earnings call which I assume would be the quarter two earnings call and uh, Julian why don't you read the uh, the opening quote from this here press release.
2: Okay so Atari Incorporated ATAR and the NASDAQ an interactive entertainment company today announced that it would require an extension of time to file its annual report on form 10k which was due to be filed today. The delay in filing is primarily due to a need to make a final determination regarding the amount of a good Will impairment charge that will be reflected on its fourth quarter and year end financial statements.
0: Ah, interesting stuff here. Now, I don't quite understand what they're even talking about here. Anyone nope. have any thoughts?
1: <laughs> Goodwill impairment?
0: Yeah. I've never seen that phrasing before. Neither have I. I deal with this stuff pretty often, especially as of late. So uh, I don't know what's going on, but delaying your annual report and postponing your earnings conference call is never a, a good sign of anything phenomenal to come. Right. It's not a sign
1: of stability, I no, assume. No,
0: it is not. So uh, we will keep you appraised of the atari incorporated news as we move forward but that seems to be it for the news so let's kick it on over to the topic for the week So our topic this week is actually stemming from a forum thread on our forum, started by our member Kula. Now, I saw this, and I actually responded in the thread, and then as I got to thinking and talking a little bit about it with Mary, and then later with Julian, this would be a phenomenal podcast topic. So I think that is what we are going to do. The question put forth is, essentially, would you watch a proper redub of Dragon Ball Z? Now, the phrasing proper here pretty much is meaning, you know, no accurate dialogue, probably redone voices, not just redone dialogue, but maybe totally recast and totally reinterpreted, just accurate to the original Japanese version, much more so than Funimation Stub could ever hope to be as it currently stands. So that's what we are going to discuss here. We're going to take it around to all three of us and get a couple thoughts, and then we're going to have some comparisons to other things and some closing thoughts. Julian, I would like to start it off with you as, I suppose, the youngest member of the team and not that you're all that much younger than us but you came to the show and property later than mary and i did although not that much later that's true i'd like to start it off with you regardless right
2: well i started off with reruns of the first two dub seasons of dbz and this was with the saban cast right and so really you know kind of what's going on right now with the um uncut box sets of all the things of dbz is they really seem to be kind of redubbing the entire series i mean uh, definitely, the first two seasons at least, but also going back and changing parts of previous um, areas of the dub, for example, replacing voices of characters or actors who are to longer with Funimation, right. and you know picking things up here and there, so the voices are also a little bit more consistent but so, I don't know, to me at least, I mean, they kind of already have a redub, and this is accentuated by the fact that on the DVDs you also have the option to have the dub voices with the original music. Right. Now, granted, the dialogue is often very different from the original intent, but, I don't know, to me at least, I feel like this is probably the closest it'll ever come. I mean, especially with Dragon Ball, I feel like, you know, that kind of started out specifically as a redub effort since the first 13 episodes dubbed years ago never really got off the ground. Right. So they went back and did the entire series. Now, I don't know, I think perhaps if there was ever a new Dragon Ball anime that just went straight through the series with a minimum of filler or only did filler that, you know, was like Mm -hmm. relevant to the plot somehow, I mean, I... I definitely think that, you know, if there was like a really good dub for that, I would totally watch it. And maybe in, you know, like 20 years or something after Dragon Ball is a little bit further behind, maybe they would even do that because classic properties, as you know, tend to get dragged up and redone time after time, like Astro Boy, like Cyborg 009, etc., Gigantor, and what have you. Um, So, you know, who knows? But um, I think for the time being, the show has already had enough dubs, as it is and I consider a new dub unlikely, and if they were to have it, I don't know that I'd really even have the time to watch it necessarily. I mean, by this point, I've gotten used to the Japanese version, so I feel like, what's the point?
0: Yeah, I totally understand you.
2: Um, and now, maybe my feelings would be different towards other series, especially ones that are still current, but we'll get to that later.
0: Mary, let's take it over to you for a little bit then. Uh, for you, just a brief recap of how you were introduced to the property how you got to the Japanese version from there, etc.
1: Sure. Um, I first knew of Dragon Ball. I caught it on TV about 5.30, 6 in the morning, one day a week, airing in syndication. This was a, the original Dragon Ball in 1995, mm-hmm. I believe. So I got into it through that, and then I don't know how I got into DBZ, actually, now that I think about it. I think maybe through the internet I realized, oh, okay, there's a sequel. And then I I, I guess I obviously started watching DBZ when it started airing in syndication in its first run right you have the tapes to prove it all right i do <laughs> so you know you started it's like my treasure so yeah through um the original broadcast versions of old dragon ball and dragon ball z that's how i got into it as a property but i got mm-hmm. into the japanese version via a friend in chemistry class who somehow found out that i was into dragon ball and he was like oh here let me lend you these fan subs and oh by the way about 10 minutes away you can go to the flea market and buy you know fan subs No, i want to stop you there when was this? 97.
0: Okay, so you were introduced to the Japanese version only two years after really it had come to the US, I mean, ignoring the Harmony Gold dub. Mm-hmm. Funimation started putting out Dragon Ball 95, DBZ 96, so pretty early on you got to the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. It was still the Ocean cast when you got into the Japanese version. Right. Gotcha. And the rest is history. All right. If there was to be a total new redub of the series, would you watch it? Yes.
1: All right, tell me a little bit about that. Why? I don't consider what's being put out right now a proper dub. No. It's certainly a re dub, but it's a redub, you know, using their old scripts, their same style of acting. So to mm-hmm. me that's not a proper redub. So this is not anything you have any interest in right.
0: anyways. To me it doesn't count. Right. So if there were to be a proper dub of the series,
1: that's something you would be interested oh, in. Oh hells yeah. Alright. I always like a good dub. Except that it's been about six years since I've heard a good dub. <laughs> Although that's not true. I watched all of Hanayuri Dango* dubbed because it was the only anime ever where I hated the Japanese version enough to drive me to watch the uh, English version. <laughs> but actually, part of the reason um, that I watched it dubbed was because it was the Ocean Cast, ah, but they're A-listers. Right. It was like right. Kelly Sheridan and Brad Swaley and stuff, and I always liked those two. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm being forced to watch the English show because cause my ears bleed at the Japanese version, but at least it's the ocean cast. Well, you know what? You were also a Ranma fan. And that was the A list Ocean Cast. Right. But so at the time, we didn't have a choice kids. because it wasn't being put out in Japanese until it started doing like VHS uh, subs, subs. 35 and then, bucks a pop, two episodes. Right, exactly. <laughs> As if like the two you know dubbed episodes on tape at $25 wasn't bad enough. Right. But we took what we can get back then. And I cringe at the money that I spent between my Ronma tapes and my Dragon Ball fan subs. And I will never get a cent of that back because there's no market for bootleg VHS fan subs. And tapes. Anyway, diverging (laughs) from the topic. um, Yes, I would watch a proper dub because you know there's nothing wrong with a good dub. It's pleasing to my ears. It's just that they're very few and far between. To what extent would you become involved with it? I would watch it until I (laughs) formed an opinion, I guess. And then you'd probably be done. Maybe I don't know. I'd probably watch like key episodes. Mm-hmm. I probably watch maybe five or six just to get a feel for it and be like, oh okay, that was good. And then, you know, for a big important episodes I'd think, oh, I want to see how they did this scene. Let's watch it dubbed.
0: Well you know what we we hate that about certain people in the way that they do things. Like even when they hate something, they watch it anyways and like they're so masochistic about it and rewatch it and then complain I admit about to it. That. Like we we did that. I totally admit to doing that during say season four. Everyone tuned in to see what Funimation was going to do with Gohan going Super Saiyan 2. We knew the song wasn't going to be in there. We knew he was going to blah, 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 when he's not supposed to be talking. Yet we all did it anyways, because we enjoyed the original so much. It was like a train wreck. We couldn't look away. We needed to see how that specific thing was yeah. going to be handled.
1: I kind of watched it, you know, <laughs> holding out hope that... Oh, everyone maybe, like maybe, just maybe it'll be like the Piccolo scene where they manage to keep the integrity mm-hmm. of the scene and you know keep the dialogue exact. Right. Like, holy crap, that was such a rarity. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's probably my yeah. favorite dub moment. I mean, post-season one and two. Well, then, let me propose
0: this to you. Does it even matter at this point? If there was to be a proper re-dub of DBZ, a re-re-re-dub, I suppose... Would it even matter? I
1: don't think it matters and at this point with Funimation it's the boy who cried wolf in terms of the way they put out the property, like this is the ultimate edition. No wait, this is and if they were to do it again, like, no wait, this'll be the ultimate dub. At this point it's like, Yeah? Who cares? You said that already. (laughs) We don't believe you anymore. So Yeah. That's I mean,
2: I, I admit that I actually watched the first couple episodes of the 4Kids dub of One Piece, and then oh, I realized yeah, so did Mary. it was really bad and wasn't getting any better, and then I stopped.
1: <laughs> right. Same here. Uh, I thought it was good for the first episode, and then, you know, as more characters got introduced, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I think that was more a case of, it's not that
0: bad, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's that bad.
2: Yeah,
1: but hopefully, I
0: honestly liked Luffy. Uh, the, I can see where they were going with it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I guess we'll well we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll bit. get
0: to that. All right, let me pull it over to me for a little bit, and I'll talk about uh, my opinions, how I got into it. You know, my story has never changed in how I got into it. I don't know how accurate it is because it was so long ago at this point. But I had a familiarity with the property from EGM and various video game magazines. We even did an episode about how Dragon Ball and other anime was covered in those magazines way back when. I would always see these large spreads of Dragon Ball games, and I knew the title, and I knew that it was characters with spiky hair. I never got into it until 1996, when I was, I guess it was my eighth grade year, next year would have been ninth grade, my best friend at the time said there's this really cool show on get up and watch it next weekend so I did and that would have been episode two of the first original syndication run of DBZ as produced by Funimation. So I've been watching it since that time. Kind of knew what it was but never cared. I was never into comics as a kid. I never really cared about any of that kind of stuff but that's how I got into it. So I watched just like everyone else the first couple seasons in syndication. As those seasons were going on. Uh. I don't know how many people know or even care, but I went through four high schools in four years. That kind of sucked. Because you got kicked out. Yeah, that's what happened. Damn. (laughs) I thought it would sound exciting. No. You just moved? Yeah, just moved. (laughs) Okay. And as I moved to different schools, I found different friends who were also into Dragon Ball. And uh, I think it was when I moved to Massachusetts. I met a friend there. I don't remember if he spent time. No, I think he was in Germany. And Germany obviously had uh, lots of Dragon Ball stuff going on. On. He had obtained some of the original Weekly Jump, you know, like the phone books. He had the Cell Saga in the original Weekly Jumps, and I would thumb through those. And then we started getting to the Webs and Fansub VHS. I didn't have a flea market like Mary did, where they were charging obscene amounts of money. For it
1: wasn't that bad. Tapes. It was like three tapes for 10 or 12 bucks.
0: Hey, they were still bootlegs. So oh, yeah, that's a but I didn't care because at
1: the time I figured this is never coming to this country oh, in right. Japanese. Exactly. It's okay for me to buy these two. Absolutely,
0: that's what we thought. But that was the time when I started getting fan subs during, kind of like you, during that original run of the first two seasons. So I was already being introduced to the Japanese version kind of concurrently at that time. So that's how I first got into the show and then to the Japanese version. Now, my thoughts on whether or not I would watch a new dub... Whether or not I would watch it and whether or not I care about it are two completely different questions, I think. Would I watch it? I think I would be of the mindset where, Mary, like you said, I would probably watch it as it first started coming out, form an opinion, and then I'd probably be like, yeah um, I'm done. Maybe watch a key episode here or there down the road, mostly out of morbid curiosity because it's Dragon Ball. You know, it's my favorite show still all these years later. I still have this morbid curiosity in what they'd be doing with the property, but I just don't see myself getting interested in a new dub of the series. You know, I've read it. I've watched it, bought the t-shirt, made the website, did the podcast. (laughs) You know, like I've been there, done that. To watch it all again in English... Julian, like you were saying, I just don't have the time for that. There's so much other stuff to do at this point. If I was younger and I didn't have a job and all that kind of stuff, I would probably be more likely to give it a chance and really get into it. But if I was younger, would I be the same kind of fan I am now, where I'm a big fan of the Japanese version, and I've been into it for a decade at this point. So it's like I really can't place myself unless it were to come out now, and I can't speculate because it's so confusing and haphazard and makes no sense. Does it even matter at this point? I don't think... Like you said, Mary, I think you summed it up perfectly with the company who cried wolf. This is the best. No, this is the best. Let's redo it again. Well, I didn't quite like that part of it, so let's do that little redo of it. Who cares? I even see dub fans complaining about the changes they're making to the dub version. Changes that may be for the better, but even the dub fans are saying now, you're ruining my memories of the thing that I loved. And if they were to completely redo that again, you've alienated your Japanese version fans. They're already in the process of alienating their dub fans, who's left? Just
1: Brand new fans who have no memories. Right, completely new people. And what percentage is that going to be? It's going to be like your biggest minority out of all of them, probably.
0: That would be like marketing the Ninja Turtles cartoon that w- we watched to today's five-year-olds. I'll mention a couple points I made in my post over on the forum, and maybe, uh, Mary and Julian, you can pipe in when um, things appropriate to you come up. The way that I see Funimation's dub, it's almost like there are two completely separate entities. There's the Seasons 1 and 2 dub from 96 to 98, and then there's everything else. To me, they are two completely different products.
1: Yeah, they always have been. Even though
0: Funimation did them, they're not the same thing. And I guess Funimation going back and redubbing them is them saying, yeah, we wash our hands of this thing. So, like, there is a redub. And it wasn't proper, so I don't really care. If the show was to be redubbed today proper, would I care? How would I feel about it? I've heard this mentioned a lot in other podcasts. I think it was Anime World Order. And I've been saying this for a while, and I'm not sure if anyone agrees with me. But I feel that all of today's dubs have the exact same sound to them.
1: Okay, admittedly, you don't watch enough dubs to make that conclusion. Unless you're just flipping through stuff on, like, Cartoon Network. Well, you know what? Isn't that a valid opinion? And you know, if you f- if I yeah. flip through enough things and I hear enough of
0: what you're spot checking, it all sounds the same to me. Yeah, I but you're the- not
1: putting the effort of actually sitting down and watching an episode and then evaluating it. You're just oh. going by. Oh, I flipped sounds like crap. Yeah, I, well, didn't, I, I didn't say it sounded like crap. Oh, okay, that's that's the point I'm going to make. They don't sound like crap. They all
0: sound the same to me. They all sound like I'm a 16 year old watching Adult Swim Cartoon Network. This doesn't sound like Speed Racer, but it doesn't sound Japanese. It sounds like something I could sit and watch if I'm not an anime fan. You know, it's very accessible to them.
2: Well, not only that, I think you know, it's also the sound because of you have this limited number of recording studios, mm-hmm. limited number of translators, and just sort of this mindset where all of these anime shows are being sort of mass-produced and brought to an English-speaking oh, audience. And labeled under this sort of category of anime that um, it's all kind of treated similarly.
0: Right. They have to pump this stuff out. Uh, They take flack when they don't release things fast enough fans always whining about, oh, this isn't coming out fast enough. You license this, why isn't it out? Where's volume two? That kind of stuff. They need to pump it out. And I feel like they just have it down to a science where boom, 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 volume, volume. It's
1: like, okay, we need to find our generic high school male character. Okay, we need to find the girl with glasses, shy girl voice. You, okay, mm-hmm. you get in the studio, so. Exactly.
0: And there's two or three of those kind of people. They Granted, sometimes that happens in Japan too, but. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. It's not that the Japanese version is all high and mighty all the time every show is always amazing because they are crap like right. you mentioned mary honey Dango couldn't take it
1: but i, I think that's a, a kind of an exception since that's an older show i think nowadays wasn't there an article on this masako uh, oh, right. was berating
0: today's seiyuu Masukun- for being yeah.
1: untalented that was the example well, for, i wanted to bring up for
2: wanting to grow up to be seiyuu rather than you know the actors farmers.
1: who
0: do voices you know right
1: They just want to be a Seiyu who will move on to have, like, a a J-pop album or something.
0: We we see that at conventions all the time. All
1: the kids, how do you
0: become a voice actor? I want to be a voice actor. You don't become a voice actor, you become an actor and then you do voices like you have to have this wide range of talents and experiences to be able to do these sort of things and you know i don't want to single out any people but with the funimation cast do you remember when we first started learning where these people came from the texas cast i'm not going to name names but we had a librarian we had a french horn player you know like that kind of stuff but some of them were actors too yeah uh, absolutely I was the guy who did
2: puppet theater and that's, that's a kind of acting. <laughs>
0: that is a kind of acting. And granted, over time, these people have become much more than what they were back then. So we're kind of getting off on a tangent of how we feel about dubs. But I feel that's important because I feel that every dub sounds exactly the same to me. I'm going to take it back to Cowboy Bebop. That's the dub that I think distinctized what the current anime dub should sound like it was so different for its time it had i think a lot of that was just the show itself its style of music it's well, style yeah of it helps that the show
1: itself is so Western. american that maybe the voice actors don't feel the need to i don't know voices. act japanese <laughs> right. like oh kawaii oh, la, la, la. it's like rough and tough manly men and sexy women that are very much not asian right i mean even though they are i mean eh, it's confusing <laughs>
0: But I think that's what really started the trend. And everything that I've heard since then is along those same lines. Um, I'll, I'll make the point that I can be out of the room. Mary, you can be flipping the channels. Actually, two points here. You can be flipping the channels. I can immediately tell if for one second you flip and there's anime on, dubbed anime. It has this sound where you're like, that's anime. That's American dubbed anime. Because it sounds forced? Because, yeah, exactly. It sounds like forced voice acting versus something like a Nickelodeon cartoon. Granted, a lot of that is supposed to be wacky and very kiddy. But the sound that it has is so different from a current anime dub. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then if you flip to live action, say maybe like Kiefer Sutherland, you hear his voice. You know that's not an anime dub. You know that's a live action actor on the screen. They have such distinct sounds to them. And I'll even take it a step further and say that I could probably tell you when about that dub was made based on a variety of things, like the sound, the tone of it, probably even the voice cast. I think I have a, a decent enough grasp, maybe not so much with the most current, current set of voice actors, but I can probably tell you when about that dub was made.
2: Well, Wendy Lee's still around. True enough. In fact, I, I'd venture in a guess and say that a lot of the people who worked on Cowboy Bebop are still in the business. Oh, yeah. And you keep hearing their voices come up again and again and again. I mean, it's like the voice of Faye is now the voice of, what, Haruhi Suzumiya. So it just kind of keeps repeating itself almost
0: and that's not to say that that doesn't happen in japanese and it's a point i want to bring up because it's a very valid point for both the japanese fans and american fans when you hear voices that you know when you come to love when you're watching a different show and you hear that voice it brings a smile to your face because you're familiar with that voice and it reminds you of someone you loved previously we had an email just last week from someone who's into digimon tamers heard masako nozawa as young gohan smiled i love that voice i love that character mary ugh, god one piece half the cast is dragon ball mayumi tanaka luffy but you know yeah. we hear those voices we heard um joji yanami like oh i love that voice yeah. know that voice you know mm-hmm. um toshio furukawa Ryosei Nakao. who else is in that show i mean it's just constantly one it's after a another lot
2: of people, yeah i mean um I think also uh, Toru Furia was in a filler episode as uh, Sniper Guy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, these voices keep coming up. And keep in mind that the other half of the One Piece cast tends to be very experienced, very well known. Um, For example, Ikue Otani, who we all know as Chopper, is also... Pikachu, and right. that, as well as a number of other voices. <laughs> Yuriko Yamaguchi, Robin, uh, was the voice of Doctor Akagi in Evangelion, and uh, Kape Yamaguchi as Usopp was the voice of Rama Rama One Half. Inuyasha and and Inuyasha. And is now doing L. uh, Live-action Sailor Moon. Oh, and L. And, uh, wow. And, oh, I think the big one, too, is that uh, Shuichi Ikeda, the -hmm. voice of Shanks, was the voice of Shar in the original Gundam. Oh, he's a big
0: guy. I believe he was also Hiko Seijuro in um, Kenshin.
2: mm, So, yeah, I mean, you've got these longtime veterans of the industry in this series. And I think that, you know... Fans recognize that if they're into the anime, but also that it contributes to the overall quality of the effort.
0: Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens in dubs. Mary, we were mentioning earlier with you, the Ocean cast, Brad Swaley, you loved him from previous things, and it helped Honey Uridongo so much, right. your enjoyment of it. And
1: him. even though he only played a minor character who popped up every so often, he right. played the character so wacky and insanely and like probably more over the top than he should have, but it still made me like, oh, I'm enjoying the show more... Here than I probably would have in the Japanese version, mm-hmm. even if it's a little tackier. And then we even have cases taking it into things that aren't just anime.
0: Scott McNeil, everyone's favorite badass. I mean, he was Piccolo to us. Who was he? Anyone he in? He was Rama? Wolverine.
1: Well, I and know that's X-Men where I was going to go. He
0: was Wolverine in X Men Evolution. That was the Ocean cast. Lots of voices you love. You're an X Men fan, anyways.
1: Right. So the fact that it was the Ocean <laughs> Group doing X Men, I, I was like, every episode was like, oh,
0: <laughs> so good. Exactly. So it goes both ways, both sides of the ocean, fans taking the characters they love and applying them to different shows. And I guess where I'm taking it with that is I'm not a fan of Funimation's English dub. I'm a fan of the Japanese version. You just heard... Julian and myself ranting off these names of these characters from the original and then into One Piece. These characters that we love, voices that we love. I take that to other shows. If there is to be a re re dub of Dragon Ball Z, you're taking it even further away from those voices that I love. I've already had a decade's worth of familiarity with the Japanese version. I already have what I know and what I love. Kind of like... I don't care anymore. But even if it was good, you still wouldn't give a shit? Like I said, I
1: would probably watch it for a little bit and say, that was neat, Mm -hmm. but I'm old now. It just sounds like you're unwilling to admit if something were to be good because you care so much about your precious Japanese version. I
0: would love it to be good. Because well, I me too. I guess I would. let's bring it over to the One Piece now, because, Julian, you're more into it than we are, but no, yeah. you're embarrassed as a One Piece fan when people see the Four Kids dub of the show.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, not just as a dub of One Piece, but as a cartoon in general, it's forced, the dialogue is bad, the jokes aren't funny, and what they do try to do... The actors can't... I, I, I shouldn't say that they can't act, because maybe with better direction they would be better, but they can't do the characters. They they don't have a feel for them. You know, it, it just doesn't
0: work. Right. And I guess that's kind of definitely not to that extent, how I feel about Funimation's dub of DBZ. I specifically, I mean, season three is so much different from how they've all grown as a group and as voice actors. But I remember getting those season three tapes. Mary, you remember reading what I wrote. I thought it was a joke. You know, it was that awful to me. And I would love there to be a proper dub of Dragon Ball Z. Because then we could say to people who are new to it and who aren't into, oh, this is Japanese. I should watch it in Japanese. Something that I wouldn't be embarrassed to show to people. We were making fun of the grunting and the constipation last week. That's one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of that show. Oops. Uh, You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of embarrassing to go to cons and stuff and admit you're a Dragon Ball fan, but I think it was far worse a couple years ago. Definitely. It's only starting to become a little bit more acceptable nowadays. Well, I mean,
2: I feel that, I don't know, I mean, especially now, I don't care that, you know, People know that I'm a Dragon Ball fan. It's, oh yeah, it's accepted, and you know it's the way a lot of people got into Japanese animation in the first place. So it doesn't matter that much unless you come up with somebody who's really elitist and insecure about his own fandoms. But um, I am kind of embarrassed to tell people that I like One Piece because the, mm-hmm. the version that's the most amount of people have been exposed to is just horrendously bad, and right. that you know people think you're a fan of that. <laughs> you know, it's it's not even a question of you no, know that. I like the series, it's like they associate it with you know, number one, something that's not what the show is. So I have to explain to them, oh, you know there's a Japanese version and it's a lot better and... And It was around years
0: before it.
2: Yeah, and I mean At the very least, I can say that Dragon Ball, as a dub, even by Funimation, it's a lot closer to the original Japanese version than Four Kids could ever claim to be.
0: I agree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like one of those middle road dubs. And it came at a strange time in the domestic anime industry where we were coming off of, what was on, like, Samurai Pizza Cats and those kind of shows. Shows
2: that were very heavily rewritten.
0: Right. Funimation was the leader of, let's take a long-running show, let's put it out there, let's release it to home video. You know what? we're going to do a subtitled version. I mean, sure, Ronma had the sub-VHS coming out, but Viz and their treatment, I mean, your two bonus third episode for $35, I mean, they were already in a real shitty place in terms of fans' eyes at that time. But uh, yeah, Funimation's treatment of the show, I see it as that middle-of-the-road kind of transitional period. So I think my final opinion is I would love there to be a really good version of the show that I could feel, and I feel really bad saying that and i feel kind of slimy saying that that i can feel comfortable with saying i'm a dragon ball fan because i am comfortable with being a dragon ball fan but i can't ignore that part of me that's like there's the dub uh, that's not what i like uh, it's but it's no one piece level it's no card captors level it's no escaflone level it's no robotech level and we'll it's... talk about that in a minute i think um, i mean i
2: think the main problem with saying you're a dragon ball fan has a lot more to do with the kind of fandom it has in the u.s oh definitely Rat- Rather than the show, the show's treatment itself.
0: I mean, thankfully Naruto's taking off the slack a little bit for us here. You know what? I'm
1: so thrilled about that, and that makes me feel slimy. It's like I, I can't, I can't wait for Naruto to get popular because I can't wait for the backlash. I, I can't like, like, wait for the backlash.
0: When's it gonna be licensed? We can be cool again. It's,
1: I know exactly. It's, it's like, oh man, I feel bad saying that because what I have seen of Naruto, I liked, but still, it's like I need a new scapegoat. I need, <laughs> I need to be, you know, fine with being a Dragon Ball fan again.
2: And they have become sort of the new dbz fans uh, they Indiana
0: even have a name fans. for themselves
1: yeah we yeah, never, we never had, had a name for
0: ourselves
2: <laughs> yeah there was no dragon ball tards, but you've got you know should i say it out of tards, and you know or new tards even but <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's get a couple final opinions from mary and julian on just dbz dubs and then we want to talk a little bit more briefly about other redubs that have existed and how they kind of tie in. So, Mary, I'll go with you, because you've kind of been my devil's advocate throughout the whole episode, which I, of course, appreciate. I need
1: to stay in that position, man. Your
0: final thoughts. You've already said you would probably be interested in it. In the long run,
1: thoughts? Sure, why not? I mean, again, it all comes down to time, but I still manage to watch an episode of anime about every day, so, you know, why not find a way to squeeze Dragon Ball into that if there was a really good new dub? I mean, it is Mm -hmm. my favorite show, so I would put the effort into squeezing it in there. If it was that good? Yeah. I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, all right, let's
0: let's wa- let's watch an episode. I guess it depends on my perception of its quality. Julian.
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, unless it was just a real standout, like absolutely awesome in every way, I don't know that I'd really you know, bother to give it the time because, you know, I'd, I'd be busy. I mean, I'm going to be in Japan for a year with a, you know, a kind of standard 40-hour-a-week schedule, but I'm going to be coming back to the U.S. and going to grad school, and then who knows. But, you know, I'm going to be busy, and unless it really just serves my time, I can't imagine myself just sitting down and, you know, really going through such a long series to take in this new dub. I mean, maybe I'd spot check or something, but unless... I'd say unless the series itself is redone in Japan and then has a new English dub when it comes over here, Mm -hmm. and by then I'll be in my, like, 30s or 40s, but... You know, maybe then I'd give it a chance.
0: That is the one final thing I wanted to jump off of what you said. If there was a new show, like a completely new story, or a total new retelling, but whatever it is, a new product, I would definitely watch the new dub of it. Because we are in an era where, for the most part, they dub shows properly, you know?
1: Would you co- would you have considered Dragon Ball GT, when it came out here, a new product? I didn't. It was awful. Okay, fair enough. <laughs>
0: I mean, the instant we heard. Step into the Grand Tour? Yeah, that, that's the step into the Grand Tour. <laughs> we, I mean, we laughed at it and said, ah, uh, I'll get you later.
2: You Good know. joke, Funimation. <laughs> ha that's, ha ha. That's not really what you're doing, right? Right? Oh, <laughs> <Well,
0: laughs> right? God. Oh, no, God, it is. All right, let's talk real briefly about a couple other things that have been redubbed, have gone through this over years, decades of time. Julian, there was the original, I guess you would say, Robotech or Macross that was completely
2: redone. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of. That series was kind of hacked apart and put back together as a new property entirely, and, you know, a couple of other series got added into it as time went on. Right. But uh, later on, I. Actually, I think only in the last couple of years, they actually went back and did a new Macross dub. And in fact, I think they even went as far as to have the original Japanese seiyuu of Midmei reprise her role in English, since she actually is fluent. Yep. So that that is going to incredible lengths right there.
0: That's hardcore.
2: Yeah. Um, and, I mean, also you have things like uh, Akira, which when it was originally released in the United States in the 1980s, it had, I believe it was the Streamline Pictures dub, yep. which I, I have not heard from what I understand. It often diverged significantly from the Japanese script. And then when it was re-released in the early 2000s on DVD for the first time, um, it had a new dub with, I think it, the main attraction was Johnny Yong boschs right. We saw it in theaters, uh,
0: actually. Cam yeah. Clark, Leonardo, was replaced... By Johnny Young Bosch, Fascist feed. Yeah. It got
2: a lot of fanfare at the time, although I think – I mean, my impression of it is that even though the dialogue was pretty good, that it didn't always come across as very natural. And granted, when you're in a sci-fi thing, that's kind of hard to accomplish because you're dealing with all these things that aren't you know, feasible, at least at today's level of technology. But – I don't know. It, it had that general sort of, you know, 2000s um, mm-hmm. kind of forced, but, you know, textually accurate kind of feel. So, you know, I, I guess in a way it's a trade-off. Another one where I haven't seen the original dub is uh, My Neighbor Totoro, oh, right. which actually got um, the, the new dub, I think, has something like Dakota Fanning as one of the, one of the girls. Right. Um, it
0: was originally Fox that put it out, and then it went to Disney, obviously, right?
2: Right. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot of dialogue in the film to begin with, but the original dub is not... Looked upon very favorably, so that I don't know the the new dub I found to be very decent. I mean, it's a children's film anyway, so right. I guess the real test of it is if it holds you know a child's attention equally as well as it would an adults. And so I'm not really you know able to give that kind of assessment, but I enjoyed it, and you know I, I think they're the other real examples that you can point to are really when an anime gets remade. So you have things like new dubs of Astro Boy, which actually tend to go toward, more towards the Americanized route in you know kind of reflecting the fact that when they were originally released in the US, they were heavily Americanized, to the point that the latest version of Astro Boy, the anime, actually has Astro Boy in the Japanese title, along with Tetsuwa mm. Um And I, I think there's this weird quirk where they keep the main character's name, the same as in the original dub, but all the other characters get new English names each time. So Dr. Ochanomizu is variously, I don't know, like three or four (laughs) other things in the various English versions that there have been over the years, you know, and that's weird. And I mean, speed racer, I don't think anyone would touch the English name simply because the hold they have as a, Kind of nostalgia thing, really, for an entire generation of people who watched it in the 1960s and 70s. So, yeah, I mean, oh, actually, there is a, a redub that I can point to that actually is kind of deeper um, into the past. But uh, the uh, Science Ninja Team Gotcha Man. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. Originally released in the U.S. as a kind of uh, Star Wars ripoff, Battle of the Planets with. Extra inserted footage and stuff, then re-released a few years later as GeForce with an entirely new dub, and then I think even again a couple of years later with more changes. I don't know. That had a weird history. Yeah. It's never it's never seen an accurate dub, but I think generally it's held to have gotten better with each version.
0: <laughs> kind of like DBZ. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
2: yeah, I guess. Except that that was like the early '80s and not now. <laughs>
0: I want to take it into one more show and it's a redub and it's probably an obvious one if you know anything about us and the company and the show we've been talking about but right before that I just want to say and propose to you guys what do you think we'll say when we look on the 2000 dubs in maybe 2010 2020 you think the dubs are going to progress to an even different level then? Are they not even going to do them anymore? Will we make fun of these dubs like we make fun of the 80s dubs?
1: They're all worth making fun of. Oh I agree.
2: I mean if you want to look at it one way too there are certain Certain, um, I don't know what you want to call them like language-specific cultures uh, it's kind of an amalgam of you know, the speakers of a culture plus national kind of ideas and it doesn't really encompass the whole idea but to um, save on the telling for example, Anglophones and German speakers uh, and a couple of other languages prefer, for example foreign films and TV shows to be dubbed into their language mm-hmm. whereas other cultures prefer to leave them in the original language with subtitles and for TV shows it tends to go more heavily towards dubs no matter what language you're looking at but especially I think films can be sort of seen as a kind of bellwether and that you know English speakers especially do not seem to like to have to read subtitles (laughs) so unless that really changes I expect that dubs will remain and that maybe their quality will go up maybe it will stay the same i think it has to do with a combination of the quality of the translations and the quality of the talent they have that's not to disparage the kind of talent that they have now but i don't know i see the the kind of uh, atmosphere that breeds people who want to go into voice acting specifically for voice acting that mm-hmm. that doesn't do so well to act you need to have a full appreciation of all aspects of acting and not just know how to do a voice is at least my opinion.
0: Alright, let's do the real quick talk of the One Piece because what One Piece is going to have happen to it is pretty much what Funimation did with their own property DBZ so many years ago. They've obtained the license to dub One Piece from four kids they're going to continue from where they left off and probably go back and redub the show. But even if they don't redub it, it's almost like they're redubbing it because they're gaining control of it. I'm concerned that the same thing is unfortunately going to happen with One Piece as it did with DBZ, where they do have these set voices and tone. And even if they do a quote-unquote good job of it, and that would entail making Sanji sound like a human being, actually, they st-
2: uh, let me stop you right there. They've okay. already said that they're not going to try and. Do the same voices as in the previous stuff. Okay,
0: that
1: nullifies
0: this conversation. Yeah, that, that then. kind of nullifies it then, because I was concerned they're gonna have a case of Chris Abbott impersonating Brian Drummond, Sean shemmel impersonating as impersonating Corlett. You know,
2: actually, Sean Shimmel was in the Four Kids stuff as Helmet Book. True enough. Um, <laughs> One of of the few, you know, good voices in the bunch, and I think that maybe says something as to the quality of the entire thing. Anyway, uh...
0: (laughs) So, uh, I guess it'll be an interesting experiment, both in terms of Funimation and in terms of fans and their response to it. Mm -hmm. I look forward to it. I do too. I'm
2: I'm hoping it'll be good. They've already said that they're using the original musical score. themes are up in the air. (laughs) But, yeah, the, the score should go a long ways towards making it watchable, if not perfect. Um... And the fact that they're recasting the voices from scratch and not considering the original dub voices will be good so they don't have to imitate other actors. I'm hoping for, really, just just so it's watchable. If it's watchable and, you know, people can watch it, then... I don't have to be embarrassed and have to give this entire explanation every time
0: I say that I like the show. As long as we get our goddamn DVDs, we are happy fans, I think.
2: Yes.
1: What's interesting is that this thing that's going on with One Piece is essentially you know, the real-life um, experiment that we're just speculating with Dragon Ball. Like, oh, if there was a, pop, uh, a proper Dragon Ball dub, mm-hmm. well, that's happening with One Piece. Is this going to be the, right. the proper One Piece dub? And what are fans going to do? Are they going to put their money where their mouth is? I hope so. I really hope. I mean, if it's that level that they want, I hope they do. Regardless of what the dub is, I mean... DVDs. Done. Sold. Japanese version. Whatever. I'll make One Piece music videos, like, every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! on that statement I got a lot of pent- years of pent up something <laughs> something <laughs>
0: i think we've exhausted our topic that was a lot of fun hop over to the forum we'll link to uh the thread where this topic started and throw your opinions in there there's already i think three pages at this point so that'll be awesome stuff let's keep going with the episode we got a couple things to get through what do we have next we got some top five we got some releases we get some emails let's kick it over to mary and your top five list Mary
1: Mike Let's You're, talk
0: uh, Let's talk gory Let's talk gory indeed Your top five list For this week Is the top five Vegeta kills
1: That's right This encompasses uh, Many factors Such as How badass Was the move That he used To kill the guy Or How messy Was the death Mm-hmm. Or how close was the person he killed to Vegeta? Let's get into it. Number five. Kiwi. Kiwi. What do you like? He spews stuff when he get punched. <laughs> True enough. It's gross. It and is. that's about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Kiwi. I mean, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he goes boom.
0: Yeah. And he kind of... Um, His eyes bug out. Explodes from the inside, almost? It's pretty damn gross. I like it. I like it a whole lot. I like number five more than your number four. but
1: I, I see- figured you would, but... But I for, see where you're going with for it. For fandom reasons, I put this higher up. Makes sense. Your number four is the killing of number 19 because vegeta unleashes a new attack and that's always fun
0: that that is very true indeed and there's nothing better than a head rolling from off screen onto screen decapitated
1: and we get that a lot you'll see that again on our list we are going to see that (laughs) let's take it to number three then this is more than one person this is the most cruel on the list hence it's uh number three on the list is uh, Vegeta essentially decimating the Namekians? Right. He takes out all the village
0: by himself. What I love about this is I don't remember the exact quotes, but uh, they're talking later. I remember when they're all back on Earth and everyone's like, where are the people from that village? Why aren't they alive? And Vegeta says something like, I'm not one of his lackeys and I killed those bastards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's, yeah, laugh. Ooh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: But, uh, yeah, he kills them all.
1: He's a cold-hearted murderer. Basically, cool. yeah. Number two. Number two I picked because it involves more decapitation. I You'll love know. it so much. Such a good death. It's a good, oh, dare I say, funny? Yes, it I is I feel funny. dirty saying that. It's very funny. So, Goldo.
0: Yes! Head <laughs> go boom! Yes, in the original, there is just a head. There is no body painted back over to the head. Mm-hmm. awesome awesome to the max i guess
2: that's one thing you can say for the uh, uncut box sets that are coming out now that even though it has its problems people are at least seeing it uncensored true, true. enough
1: that's probably the biggest draw the footage yeah, yeah. number one mary it's a this, good one this is cool on so many levels because it's like wow he licks he, his lips <laughs> Ew! <laughs> <laughs> and he kills a sidekick napa Yeah. You don't kill your sidekick. He
0: actually kills him twice if you want to take it into GT. Uh,
1: Okay, let's count that. And that's why it's even more, you know, justified at being number one.
0: Totally awesome.
1: He's just worthless. Uh, Goodbye. Yep, Vegeta decides that he's the prince. He can, uh, you know, off anyone whenever he wants. So there you have it. The top five Vegeta
0: kills. Cool shiz. We're going to have more top fives from you in the future. But until then... Future. Future. We got release. So June is almost over. Sort of. What are we, halfway through? We're
1: halfway through.
0: Well, it's almost over in terms of releases. We got two things coming out on the 27th. Oh, the June. Julian, what's the first thing coming out on June 27th, a Wednesday.
2: Is two things, actually, in two different countries. Cool. In Spain, we have remastered Volume 12, a two-disc set, per the norm, with uh, DBZ TV episodes 90 through 98. And more info can be found at sonadvd.com.
0: Cool shiz. And uh, Julian, just... Keep on going. What else is coming out that day over in France?
2: Okay, in France we have Dragon Ball a Dragon Ball Z: The Movies box sets. Um, there's more info to be found on our forum, but basically what we have is I. They're what? What format are they? 4:3 or anamorphic?
0: Uh, it's anamorphic widescreen.
2: Oh, we have them in an anamorphic widescreen, and uh, yeah, that's coming out for France.
0: Cool. It's uh, pretty much Dragon Box and movies over there. So Europe is getting essentially Dragon Box releases in uh, a. couple Couple different ways. Good on them. Aren't they so fucking special? Now I'm mad. Let's take you over the emails. <laughs> We have a couple appropriate questions with regards to our topic, and with regards to what we just talked about. So let's actually do the second email here. And Mary, why don't you read this email that comes from Luke.
1: Okie dokie. Luke writes, JVJWX and whoever else is with him. What are the other Dragon Boxes that aren't the movies? Uh, Ah, oh, so simple. So there were five
0: Dragon Box releases over in the Japan. First one came out in March 2003. That was Dragon Ball Z, box number one. I believe that covered episodes 1 through 147. Then September later that year, we had the second box of the series, so that would be 148 through 291. Then in July 2004, we had all of Dragon Ball, 1 through 153. Then in June 2005, about a year later, we had all of Dragon Ball GT, 1 through 64. And then yet another almost year later, in April 2006, the final release, Dragon Box The Movies. And if you want any more info on all of these releases, I'm actually going to plug Kanzentai. As of today, as of this recording, I think they finally finished their guide to the Dragon Boxes. They put up the uh, GT info on the boxes. So cool. Go check all that out over there. And uh, I guess... I will read the last email, and then I'll uh, let you guys answer it. This comes to us from Josh. Josh says, Yo guys, If you had to choose between watching the big orange brick of Seasons 1 and 2 dub and the original edited Seasons 1 and 2 dubs, which would you choose and why? Thanks for reading. That's Mary.
1: tough because it's such a trade-off. It is. It's either inaccurate dialogue that's well-acted, with edited footage or uncut footage and inaccurate, well, kind of accurate, but really bad voice acting. No, he's saying the dub. Oh, true, dub. So for sentimental reasons, I'm going to have to say edited season one and two dub from back in the day gotcha julian how about you
2: i mean uh like mary said they both have their kind of trade-off there uh i mean i do, do remember the original seasons one and two dub which was you know kind of nice but i don't know I, I i think in some respects i'd go with the box sets for the uncut footage of course i just turn it over to the japanese track
0: <laughs> i'm not even going to answer the question you all know where my loyalty lies and my loyalty lies with Ian Corlett. Let's take it to the end of the episode here. We had a full episode. I'm going to be up late tonight
1: editing it because I'm taking tomorrow off. Go, Mike. You better work on your uh, AWA video. I'm going to work on that tomorrow. I want to come home from work and I want to see a timeline. I, I want to see, see some a full results. Timeline? Not a full timeline. All I right. want to see something. Give me more than 10 seconds. All right.
0: I, I don't want to say I guarantee you there'll be more than 10 seconds, but there probably will be. Yes. Good. I'm taking a lot of days off in the coming weeks. I'm taking tomorrow off. I'm taking the 25th off. Then I'm taking off for Anime Next. Then I'm taking off for Otakon. Lots of cool stuff coming up. We're going to have all sorts of cool info coming very soon about these conventions. So I think we need to just wrap this up. We will be back next week with episode 83. So until then, check out the website and Mary's site and all the stuff we have up there and the forum. If you want to send us any questions or comments or feedback, anything you have for the show, you send it on over to podcast at DyeZX.com. Mary, spell the podcast. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Cool. Then you do at Julian, spell the at julianspellthedizex.com.
2: D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com.
0: That's the cool
1: shiz indeedily doodly, Mary. Yes, sir.
0: The Temple O Trunks, that's your site, spell
1: it out. Sure, Temple Trunks, which needs to be updated with links and images, is www.t-e-m-p-l-e-o-t-r-u-n-k-s dot com.
0: Cool shiz, so check out Mary over there. Then you come check out the Mike and the Julian over on the Dize and of the E to the X. Any kind of already know where it is because you know where the email goes to. You been to the site? You know what's up, Julian? Where do they go?
2: Oh, the website. That thing. That would be www.daizex.com or daizex.org. No, .com.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you know where it is. Check it out. Lots of cool stuff. So until we talk to you next week or until you talk to us over on the forum through email, tell us if you're coming to anime next. From Mary over here, and from Julian off in the distance. I'm Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and I'm through being
2: cool.